Welcome to Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. The show is always alive, always a vibe, and of course, always positive. Guys, enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm throwing down some dry January tips to help anybody that is currently trying their first dry January, or you're just trying to make it through the month, or maybe you're curious and you don't know where to start. This is my fifth year doing it. Um, Last year, I did not drink 344 days out of 365 days. I did that with the reframe app, which I will talk about, talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. So let's jump into the helpful tips that will hopefully help you stick to it this month. And I want to go kind of quick. So I do have about 10 tips to stick to it, some health benefits that will hopefully um, inspire you to keep going. And then also I'll give you some tips at the end um, to really help you like swap things out and stick to it in a realistic way, because, you know, we still want to go out and have fun and socialize and we still have work and we still have stress and all the things. Um, So just going to help clear your mindset today. And my first recommendation is going to be Alan Carr's Quit Drinking um, Without Willpower, Be a Happy Non-Drinker. This book I have read and reread and reread. Um, it is probably the most empowering book as far as rewiring your brain and, and kind of like, you know, psychologically like helping you reverse the brainwashing. So it's a very good book if you're just looking to um, read one book. If you're like, listen, I'm not going to buy 10 sobriety books for this month. I'd like to just get straight to the point. If you want to get straight to the point and actually reverse the psychological patterns that you have, um, towards alcohol and why you even drink in the first place and how this even became like a cool concept to you. Um, Alan Carr's quit drinking without willpower is my favorite book. I'm holding it right now. And, um, just to quote this book, it says one of the most on chapter seven, it says one of the most powerful illusions among drinkers is that they cannot enjoy or cope with life without alcohol. Um, so that's our quote for today. And it kind of kicks it off really nicely because, um, you know, you don't need alcohol. Alcohol needs you is real. And I remember for me personally, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this, um, but going into college, like 17, super motivated. Um, I always talk about like versions of yourself that um, you'd want to live up to, or you'd want like that version of yourself to be proud, right? Like of how far you've made it or whatever you've done in your life or whatever you're trying to achieve. Um, I think it's helpful to, you know, from like a therapeutic sense to really get in touch with that spirit. And um, when I was 17 going into college, I definitely had that like fire and that spirit and that drive. And I think alcohol only diminished that. So truly, especially since I can see I have younger listeners, like alcohol is definitely something that is more habitual and, and more 
you know, you're more susceptible to it if it's in your environment or if you feel like it's cool. So definitely a book to pick up would be Alan Carr's Quit Drinking Without Willpower, Be a Happy Non-Drinker. It's a great book. Um, so let's get into it. A um, couple things you can say if you're like, I don't know what to say. I'm doing dry January. Like, what do I say to people? Number one, as you grow and make decisions, like it's not going to be hard to just say no and have that be a full sentence. Like no is a full sentence. No response is a response. You don't really owe anybody any explanation at all. You don't need a story. You don't need a song and dance. You don't need to turn this into like, you know, you go on a blog for a recipe and all of a sudden it's like some type of country farm story. There's like 55 display ads popping up and you're like, I just want to know what temperature to cook this at. So let's get into it. Um, 10 health benefits. I'm going to run through them very quickly. I want to keep this short. Um, but if you're seriously like, what do I say? You say drinking doesn't go with my flawless skin. You say drinking doesn't go with my outfit. Um, I don't need drugs. I am drugs is real. That's a real concept for me. Like Molly should have been named Chelsea, but that's fine. Um, other things you can say is like, no, thanks. I have work in the morning. That's true. I went to a wedding once and people were like, oh my God, why aren't you drinking? Like they couldn't let it go. And it's like, well, I have work tomorrow. You don't. So I don't know how this is hard. <laughs> I need to wake up for work. I don't know what to say. Um, I'm allergic. I've used that before. I'm on a cleanse. I'm doing 75 hard. Lie about it. You don't have to do 75 hard to say that. Um, I don't drink, but thank you. I'm good for a minute. These are all things that work. Um, but again, I don't believe in excuses. I just believe like, just do your thing. And like, honestly, it's in my personality to be like, listen, alcohol doesn't need me. I mean, I don't need alcohol. Alcohol needs me. So let's go. Um, number one, you're going to have, so I'm going to lay out like the health benefits and then give you tips because I feel like this will motivate and inspire you to keep going. Or even if January has already passed and you're like, oh, I don't know, like everybody's already halfway into it. You know, I'm just catching this podcast like two weeks into January, or I'm catching this like six months into the year. You make your own like dry month up. You don't have to wait for dry January. You don't have to wait for a certain date. You don't have to wait for sober October. You can create your own reality. So just start when you want to start and count out 30 days from there and see how it goes. I, again, I'm doing this my fifth year and fifth year in a row, if I can talk this morning. Um, so this is my fifth year in a row. Last year, I actually continued it for like 52 days. I talked about this on the last podcast, um, how we went for hibachi. And I forgot that there was sake in that water bottle that they're shooting at, every, at everybody. Um, not water. It looks like water. It's not. Um, and so that's how I broke the, you know, my consistency with that, which is fine. And my goal for last year was to have a completely non-alcoholic year where I just did not drink alcohol at all. I had 21 um, days out of 365 days that I did drink on occasion, but 344, I did not drink. So yes, did I fail at my goal? Sure. But I'm going into this year trying again. And I think that that is all we can do in life is just try. So I guess the whole point and moral of the story is it doesn't matter where you are, what date it is, doesn't have to be dry January, try it anytime you want to try it. So number one, you're going to have more time. 
you will have so much more time. So think about the things that you want to fill with that time is really important because not only will you have more time, you're going to have more energy as well. So are there books that you've wanted to read? Are there more steps you want to get this year? Like what's on your bucket list? Because you're going to have time to get it done. Um, number two, you definitely get better sleep. I know you can basically pull up any blog about the benefits of quitting alcohol and what that's going to do for your body. Um, but what actually happens is every time you drink, you only get about four hours of REM sleep per night, which is like that really deep stage four, like, like deep, deep, deep sleep. Right. And it's like that restorative reparative sleep. And the reason this is so important is it gives your body and your organs and everything that helps you function in life a break. That's why when you drink too much, you wake up at three o'clock, you're severely dehydrated, you know, three o'clock in the morning, severely dehydrated, and your body is, is like going out of whack because it hasn't had a break. It hasn't had a break at all. It hasn't been sleeping at all. So that's why they say, oh my God, I, I, you know, I quit drinking. I sleep like a baby. I have more energy. The reason that's so imperative is it actually repairs your system as you sleep. And I know you know that, but there's so many, um, lots of great information out there. I don't want to bore you, but there is one person, um, a doctor, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about, it's kind of like one of those shorts, like it was on like TikTok or something. And he was talking about every single time you have like, you know, an ounce of alcohol, you can basically take 30 minutes off your REM sleep because of the way that the alcohol will process in your body. So if you've had five ounces, you're not getting any REM sleep at all. So he talks about it, not just going through your body and bloodstream and also through your liver, but the fact that like, because your body's going to be working, you're just not going to get that REM sleep. So I just learned that. And this is my fifth year doing dry January. So I thought I would bring that up. Uh, number three, your mood will improve like immensely. All these little, little things that bother you, that irritate you just will not be there anymore. Um, your mood will be so much better. Why? Because you're sleeping better. You're hydrating more. Your body's getting rest. Everything starts to sync up. Your metabolism starts to get better. Your digestive system starts to get better, um, which leads me to the next thing is you will have more clarity. Um, clarity is going to be one of the best benefits, especially if you're looking to kind of boss up this year or get really focused, you're going to have so much more clarity on the things that are really important to you. And you'll actually be able to get the things done that are on your checklist. Um, the next thing I'll say is number four or five, we're on five, um, bloat and puffiness go away in about four days. That is like a fact. Um, so take a picture of your day one, like the day after drinking and take a picture on day four and day five and like look at the difference um, just because your bloat and your face and everything will go down and even in your stomach as well. So like it's, you know, especially if your goal this year is to like maximize your efforts in the gym and like really like get strong or whatever you have for a goal, that will absolutely help you. Um which leads me to number five, weight loss and noticeable um, 
toning or results from the gym happen a lot faster versus when you're drinking alcohol. It feels like you can just never get to that place that you want to be. At least I know that from experience that I was constantly like, I can't get abs. I can't get abs. You know, that was something that was on repeat for me. And that's just because I was a consistent drinker and you cannot outwork a bad diet. And that includes alcohol. It doesn't matter if you eat, you know, strawberries and spinach and you drink water all day. If you are consistently drinking, you're just consistently like putting your body in that state where it's constantly trying to get rid of toxins and you're just never going to outwork it. You're never going to out sweat it. It just is what it is. And I don't think it's talked about enough because I think now we have, you know, fitness, um, you know, like influencers online where they'll like hold a class that's like sponsored by kettle one. And like, I'm not knocking anybody, but like the two and two are like, it's like an oxymoron, right? Like they just do not go together. Um, so I'm just throwing it out there that if you've been struggling like with weight loss and you want to see like a noticeable, like you actually want to get the benefits of eating healthy and working out. Like it's not an easy thing to do, right? Fuel and train it, it fuel and train or remain the same as real, but like nothing more frustrating than when you genuinely like heart rate is at like 168 and you're really putting in the effort and you don't see the results. That means that your nutrition is off. And if you're like, no, I eat perfect. You know, I'm in a calorie deficit. I eat organic everything like that was me. The second you cut that alcohol and you really cut the alcohol like from your mind and everything, because the number one thing that I believe is the problem is not the alcohol. Alcohol is the solution to your problem. So whatever you're masking also needs to be removed. Sometimes it's not just the alcohol or the calories or the sugar from the alcohol. It's whatever you're masking with the alcohol, right? Like, so if you don't sit with your social anxiety, it becomes amplified, right? When you finally take off the mask, that's alcohol. And you go into a social situation where you are not going to be drinking. You're like, wow, I really have social anxiety, but you really, it's probably not as bad as you think it is. It's just the first time you're sitting with it. And the first time you sit with any type of emotion you've been masking, it can be really difficult. So a big part of trying a dry January or trying to go 90 days or 60 days or whatever is to really challenge yourself like on a habitual level where you're like rewiring your brain and your autopilot behaviors, but also you're like doing this like deep dive into your emotions and into the thoughts that you think and also like your spirit and getting in touch with yourself that way where you can sit in a space of presence and whether it's good or bad you just allow it right so that also is super beneficial just because i know for me removing the alcohol i i realized immediately that it was not just the alcohol blocking me from things that i wanted it was also thoughts and emotions that I was masking with the alcohol. So that's why I say the alcohol is not the problem. It's typically the solution. So to avoid trying to escape your current situation, practicing like presence and practicing, um, you know, not having alcohol on certain occasions where maybe you're like, I can't survive my, you know, Christmas parties without it, because I can't stand these people. It's like you really test and challenge yourself and you get stronger emotionally, mentally and physically, and spiritually as well. So the next thing I'll say is, you will have, um, you'll be much more sharper, and you'll have much more energy. So that kind of goes with like having more time. 
But again, the reason you feel like you have more time, just because I feel like time's an illusion, you actually have more energy and you're like more productive because you're sharper and you're so much more clear in your mind that you can actually focus on like what I call like eat the frog first, like do the thing that you don't want to do first, whether that's a workout or that's a work project, or you have something on your to-do list that like normally you'd avoid. That's what I noticed, like the avoidance started to disappear like instead of like saving like that task that i really don't want to do for the last part of my day i started to move it to the front and like just get that thing out of the way but also because i had such a higher level of like sharpness and clarity and also with the sharpness like you will be so much more in tune with yourself that like outside emotional things don't bother you so like what people think and say don't bother you so you can you know, oh my God, she's, you know, not going to drink this year. Like she must have a problem. Like you're not going to care about that. Or, oh my God, you know, she's doing dry jam. Like you're not going to care what people think, say, and do because you're so focused on you. And so it just leads you to like more clarity, being sharper and more focused. And, and that helps you succeed in the things that you actually want to be doing versus things you're focused on now, which have zero meaning. Um, so number eight, I'm going to say the brain fog lifts. I did talk about this in the last episode, but essentially brain fog lifting takes. Okay. So I guess to explain it, like I personally did not feel the brain fog lift. I had like severe brain fog. I thought there was something like really wrong with me. I kept going to the doctors and like something wrong. Like I have, you know, it doesn't matter how long I sleep. <clears throat> doesn't matter how long, how much coffee I have or energy drinks. I'm just not feeling it. And they're like, nope, your vitals are fine. You're fine. You're fine. But it really didn't matter no matter how much I slept. And then I started to practice like removing alcohol for long periods of time. And at about day 64, I, I remember this specifically because I remember thinking, when is the brain fog going to lift? Like I was really aggravated. There's a lot of blogs you can research that will tell you like, you'll have so much mental clarity. And even I said it on here, you will, but the brain fog takes a little bit of time depending on how consistent you were with drinking, right? Just like how consistent you are with working out is what you're going to get for a result. It's the same with drinking. So if you're like an occasional drinker, you might feel that brain fog lift in the month of your dry month or dry January or whatever you're doing. But if you're the type of person that drinks all the time, it might take you longer. For me, it took 64 days to really finally feel that like pop where I just had this like immense, like I just didn't have the fog. The fog wasn't there. And I just felt like so blessed. And like, that is the number one, like everybody has their why, like where sometimes people hit like rock bottom with alcohol or everybody has their story, right? For me, it's the brain fog. Like I never want to experience that level of brain fog and having to function on that was awful. Like to, to have to like work and plan a wedding and, and do all these things and act like I was normal was awful. So for me, that's my driving force. That's my why everybody has a different why in life. Um, maybe you wake up, you have a terrible hangover and you're like, that's it. That's a lot of people or the anxiety, you're just over it. So you stop drinking like that's a lot of people. So sometimes it just takes a, a bad experience to kind of switch your brain automatically. And for me, it was once I experienced that pop of, of 
and I don't even want to call it clarity. It just was like, and it's not like awakening. You just feel normal again. Like you just feel like you did before you ever drank alcohol. Like once you start drinking alcohol, you go into a brain fog. You're not even aware of until you come out of it. And then you're like, oh my God, I see what people are saying now. So the next thing is nine, you will have more confidence and this will increase as you continue to go out and have fun and have experiences that do not involve alcohol. So your confidence boosts because you're making a decision. When you actively make decisions, you just get more confident because you trust yourself. You allow yourself to trust yourself. Like there's all this like kind of self love, self-reliance, self like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but as you start to make these choices, you get more confident because you're like, I can go anywhere, do anything, be anything and have so much fun. Like alcohol does not like, I do not need alcohol. Alcohol needs me as a vibe and you can just go do your thing and you don't have to worry. Is there drinks there? Do I need to relax? Oh my God, I need a drink. Like you remove it from your personality and you become so much more confident because you don't need to mask yourself with something else to be the best. Like you already are the best and alcohol actually diminishes who you are as a person. So you can't really step into who you are authentically without just being who you are presently without anything. You know what I mean? So you get more confident as that continues because you'll be like, Hey, wow. You know, I am so proud of myself for going to that, you know, art exhibit or to that comedy show or to that, um, concert or to that party or to that, um, you know, business meeting or whatever you're doing. And you're the one that orders water and you're like confident in it. You know what I mean? Start to get more confident about it. Um, the last thing I'll say, number 10, <laughs> which should have been number one is no hangovers and no hang anxiety. And we've all been there. Um, so if more people knew how alcohol impacts their moods, mind, spirit, emotions, they'd never drink or drink significantly less. Um, this is why I kind of started my journey with like doing dry January is I could not deal with the hangovers. Like I was the type of person where I was really lucky and maybe you're in your twenties right now and you're like, well, I can't relate to this. I don't get hung over and I go right to the gym. That was me. So let me tell you, quit while you're ahead. Literally. Um, I was like that. I would get up, I'd have a revive water. I'd go to the gym, like nothing really bothered me. Right. But I was never really like present. It's always like kind of on to the next, on to the next, go, go, go. Like I lived a different lifestyle. So I think the hangover started to happen. Like as I got older, I think in general, your body stops processing it as fast. And, and again, you lose out on that REM sleep. So that's what really starts to catch up with you is like the toxins in your body, your body's inability to continue to process at the rate it was processing, maybe when you were like 21 versus like 31. And then on top of that, it's like the sleep deprivation catches up with you and it hits hard. And usually that's a hangover. And unfortunately, a hangover is just a self-inflicted sickness. Say it with me. A hangover is just a self-inflicted sickness. That's our quote for today. I know we opened with one, but I think that's a good one um, because it's true. I realized that for myself, like, you know, right now, for example, you know, winter season, 
typically the flu is going around and everyone's getting sick and it's, it's kind of how it goes, right? Every other week, you know, somebody that is sick, not feeling well, and you know how that is because you weren't feeling well like two weeks before, right? So that's the thing is once we regain our health, we're so happy to feel good and we're so happy to be able to work out and do all the things. And that's what I'm trying to point out is like a hangover is a self-inflicted sickness. So you're inflicting sickness on yourself. It's like, it's going to happen naturally. Like, why are you doing it on purpose? So just, I personally could not deal with the hangovers, um, lack of energy, crappy workouts. Like, it's not that I wouldn't wake up and do what I had to do. I just wasn't in a good mood. I didn't have energy. I didn't have passion. I didn't have gratitude. I don't like vibing like that, you know? So it, it doesn't vibe with me. Um, and another thing that I read that was really powerful for me is like, you know, if you want to be average, drink alcohol. And that is so true. I can't even tell you, like I got more done last year, like than I ever have in, in the previous, like probably five years, I would say like truly like more. And when I say I got more done, I mean like a more like emotional work than I've done in probably 15 years <laughs> was done in like the past year. And it, it was helpful for me to remove the alcohol because that's what's removing you from getting to the issue or to the root of your problem. Like I didn't realize that at the time, but I believe I said this in my last podcast, but I can't like shout her out enough. I love Gabby Bernstein. And she said, you know, when you're doing the work now, it's not the time to buy the wine. And at first that triggered me because I was like, what does Gabby know about life? Like I'm stressed. I need this wine. But the reality is like, she's right. Like you cannot get to the core of what your actual problem is until you remove what you keep masking the problem with. So, and that could be anything. Um, that could be anything. So never judge. Um, so just some tips to help you for dry January before we wrap it up here. Um, remove alcohol from the house or put it somewhere that's out of sight, out of mind. Um, second tip, it's never too late to start. You can try today and still complete dry January 2023. It does not need to start on the first. You don't need to feel like a failure because you're two weeks into it or you get six months into the year and you just randomly decide you want to start. Do that. Um, number three, have well, identify and stock up on healthy swaps. So some great ones are tea, hoplark, teas, health aid kombucha, or your favorite kombucha. Um, recess is really good. Non-alcoholic beer, non-alcoholic wines, non-alcoholic champagne. Um, can is really good. CA with a double N. And um, golden thread, mineral water, ginger beer, all good stuff. If you're out at a restaurant, they can make you a mocktail. But if not, ask for like a mojito without the alcohol, without the sugar, or keep the sugar if you want to. Um, so many ways that you can go out and order a drink, still look like you're having a drink, still look like you're having fun, order a ginger beer, order a Moscow mule without the alcohol, like there's things like that. Um, number four, identify triggers and have an execution strategy rather than an exit strategy. So rather than exit the bar because you are overwhelmed and want to drink, envision what you do, and this will help you live your life without escape. So that's something that I recognize. Like I would go to a party 
and feel like crippling on the inside, especially in the very beginning. If I brought like non-alcoholic stuff, I would feel like everyone's looking at me. I'm a weirdo. Like you start to think weird things, but then you realize that those are just thoughts that you haven't dealt with yet. Or like, you know, things you think about yourself that nobody else thinks about you, but you think it about you and you're just recognizing it for the first time because alcohol will mask that and make you feel like you're this like fun party girl. And in reality, like you are fun. You're just like in your head a little bit too much and you need to relax. So the more you can push through that, the more confident you'll be. But if you go into situations with an exit strategy, exit strategy, you're going to keep escaping, escaping, escaping. You know, running is running, whether you're literally running out of the bar or masking it with something else to protect who you really are. So now that we're rhyming, we know we're on a podcast, but in like for me, like the first time I go on an airplane, like I know that's going to be a trigger for me. I know I like to sit down and I joked about this on the last podcast with like my two little wine Savion Blancs and my two things of Cheez-Its and I sit on the plane ride and I just slowly enjoy my wine and my Cheez-Its because those are things I typically like don't let myself have. So it feels like a treat. It feels like I'm relaxing, but really there's nothing healthy about that. And if I envision myself making a different choice and having a different experience, then I can prevent those triggers from happening. So take some time to figure out what will trigger you and what you're going to do instead, like have an execution strategy versus like an exit strategy. Like, oh, I got to I got to run from this. I got to get out of here because it's when you sit with that, that you're actually able to heal. So now this now that it's turning into like a healing podcast, um, But seriously, dry January really did kick off like this super crazy journey. It hasn't been easy for me at all as far as like diving into like my emotions and my and spirituality and thinking and all this other stuff. But it's definitely helped me grow as a person and become stronger. And I personally can't thank dry January enough because that's how I got started. Like it just starts truly with like, I'm just not going to drink today. Like, and that's how it starts. I'm just not going to drink this weekend. I'm just not going to drink tonight. I have work tomorrow. Like I don't want to have a headache. And I understand what it's like to be in that repetitive pattern where like, it's just a habit and you don't know how to break it. And that's why I'm recommending Alan Carr's quit drinking without willpower, be a happy non-drinker because it's a book that you can go back to and read different chapters to like really feel fulfilled, but it's also a book that you can read it once and be confident in your decision. The only thing is just don't ever, you know, debate your decision with anybody else. So lastly, I was going to say, um, replace it with healthy habits. So this is like my last tip for you. I gave you like five tips. Um, So replace alcohol with like, what do you want to do more of? Do you want to do more reading? Do you want to get more sleep, more steps, more gym time? Like what is on your bucket list for this year? Doing dry January will actually help you get there. Um, So if you want to read more books, fill the time with that. Instead of having a glass of wine at night, pick up a book. If you want to get more steps in, instead of having a glass of wine, go for a walk. You know, if you want to have more gym time or you want to take a course um, that benefits you in your career, if you want to, anything you want to do more of that's on your list this year, clearly mine is podcasting. I want to get started on my book early. Um, I have things that are on my list that I would like to get done um, on like 
certain at certain times. So I feel like if you have goals, it just helps you get to your goals, not necessarily faster, but you can start getting to it. Yeah, I guess faster. But, um, you know, the time is going to pass either way. So whether you decide to take your time um, is not a big deal. But what it will bring you is more peace of mind knowing that you're actually working towards your goals rather than stalling out, you know, two steps forward, five steps back, like every single time you try, you got to go back. So replace it with a healthy habit, something you'd really like to accomplish this year. So again, if you want to read one book every month, I think you'll be shocked to find that you will crush that book in like a week, two weeks, and you'll be reading like two books a month. You know what I mean? It just accelerates because it's not necessarily like you bought yourself more time. What you did is you bought yourself more health, more vibrancy, more energy. So hopefully I gave you some inspo. You can check me out on um, Amazon books. Um, just search authors, Chelsea Swift. I have a new book that I just wrote. It's a hundred days of positive thinking. Um, rewire your mood in one minute. Um, essentially it's just like, it has a quote, you know, it has a quote for every single day. And then I give a little bit of wisdom in there. Um, just like my synopsis of like what I think that quote means. And then I left a little space where you can do like your own notes and thoughts for the day. It really is just supposed to help train your brain to start thinking positively. And, um, you know, practicing that every day for 100 days will absolutely get you there. So again, you can check it out on Amazon books. Um, just search 100 Days of Positive Thinking by Chelsea Swift. It should pop up. And guys, that's it for today. Hopefully you feel motivated. I'm doing dry January, so feel free to reach out. Um, you can also search me on TikTok. It's just Chelsea Swift TikTok or Chelsea.Swift TikTok. I don't even know what my own TikTok is. It's fine. Um, and I will see you on the next podcast.